Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening to Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch, and we all know our next guest as our religion editor. 25 years ago today, Pope John Paul II was in St. Louis for a 31-hour whirlwind pastoral visit. And, of course, we know him as our health editor, too. This is Fred Bottomer. Local researchers find the breast cancer rate for younger women is on the rise. That story is coming up. But soon you'll be able to refer to Fred Bottomer as a Hall of Famer. He'll be inducted this weekend into the St. Louis Media History Foundation's Hall of Fame. It's coming up tomorrow night at the Sheldon Ballroom. He's joining us in studio. Fred, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for playing those pieces of sound. That's great. Well, you know, when I listen to that voice, there are so many people that hear that voice But I don't think they really know all that you do behind the scenes and all the things that you you juggle every day to bring us those reports. I mean, not only are you doing those reports, but you are doing so much more behind the scenes for folks here at KMOX. I think that's why I'm still here after more than 40 years, because there's so much that I do that I don't get bored with any of it. And, um, you know, I can just hit and go on a whole bunch of things and every day it's something new. And what I love the most about radio is its immediacy. You know, you get a story, you need something that you want to tell listeners, you can get it right out there. So I enjoy that. I enjoy sharing different stories, um, setting up really good talk show hosts like you and everyone else that I work with, you know, at KMOX and KFTK, um, to to get information out to the listeners. When we look at your legacy really at this point. I mean, it's not only that you've been heard here on KMOX, but your work is regularly used by CBS. You're a regular contributor. How did that come to be, both for your religion and your health reports? Wow, that goes way back to the 80s. I think I'm I'm still the CBS religion editor. So every week I do a piece called The Religion Report for CBS News, and that gets syndicated to every CBS station around the country. Uh, and that started uh, in maybe, maybe 1984, a couple years after I was here. Uh, CBS had a show in New York, a radio show called The World of Religion. And they were discontinuing it because it was too expensive to produce. And Robert Hyland, the general manager here at the time, said, well, we can't have that happen. We've got to keep it going. So I started producing and writing that show for decades with Bob Hardy as the uh, first host but then I took over when Bob didn't do it anymore. So I'd been doing religion for, for decades. And then health probably came in the 90s. You know, I just added that on to what I was doing. It was a lot of fun. 
When we look at how things have changed in this business, I mean, that seems like what people always talk about, but what do you look forward to for the future of the radio business and how we connect with listeners? Wow. That is um, hard to think about. What what I do remember when you think about what's changed is when I first started here, there were no computers. It was just typewriters, and we would have carbon paper, and we would type our news stories with, like, three pieces of carbon paper, and we'd have three copies of the story. Uh, there was no Internet. So we subscribed to maybe 20 newspapers from around the country, and every day I'd go through them and clip things out of the newspapers. If I wanted to get a guest in another city, I'd have to call information um, in that city and try and find a phone number for them. So I think the reason that I can do so much now and so many different things is because getting information has become so much quicker. You know, back then it would take a while to get anywhere with something. Now it can be done, you know, several different things at the same time. Do you still pick up the phone to call people? Rarely. I try not to. <laughs> mostly when, when it comes to booking guests for all the different shows, mostly I text. Uh, if texting doesn't work, I'll send an email. And then if that doesn't work, then I'll call. What would you say is maybe your your reflection on our listeners? You know, a lot of times there's not contact between what we do and what we put out on the air and, and what our listeners hear. What would you tell listeners today about your time here at KMOX bringing them stories? Uh, it's been worth every day of the 42 years I've been here. There's not a day that I regret being here. There's not a day that I didn't want to come in. And the listeners have a lot to do with it. Whenever I go somewhere, people can, sometimes they'll recognize my voice once they are, once they know who I am. They've got tons of questions about KMOX and all the legendary people, the truly legendary people that I worked with down through the years, like Bob Hardy and Ann Keefe and Jim White and John McCormick and Carol Daniel and Charlie Brennan, just everybody ask me about the people that I work with. And that makes it fun because I feel like what I do is appreciated by the listeners. In fact, the other day, a listener who was watching on, you know, a video of the show, I noticed I was wearing different headphones and commented, <laughs> hey, what happened to your regular headphones? So listeners are really in touch with what I do, what the station does, and that's wonderful. You are truly legendary, and I would tell our listeners that one of the best things about you is your character and what you bring just personally to the newsroom and to the stations here. Oh, thank you very much, Megan. Yeah. I appreciate it. Fred that. is the best to work with. I've never seen him flustered. Um, he's always on call. And um, just we just appreciate uh, that example that you've set for all of us here. Thanks, Megan. It's really easy to work here. That's good to hear. Most you, might days. Be the, you might be the only person <laughs> Most days. That that. Most days, except for the technical problems. <laughs> That's right. Well, enjoy your night tomorrow you. night. And um, congratulations on being inducted into the St. Louis Media History Foundation's Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.